Welcome to Sex Communication, a project aimed at changing how people talk about sex. It features audio recordings of sex acts, extremely frank conversations, and many confessionals. Please note that our content is explicit and uncensored. And while these episodes may indeed arouse you, the intent is to inform and inspire. Join us now for a judgment and shame-free exploration of sex. Sexy, sexy, sex stuff. Sex. Hello and welcome to episode 82. Today is the quickie episode detailing how I got off from November 4th through November 10th. And this week, (laughs) I made some notes today for the episode. And the only thing I could think to write was RAGE in all caps. But once I wrote that, then it, you know, I did reflect a bit and there were other things that happened, especially one amazing, huge, oh my God, I can't believe this happened, positive thing, which is that I got an email Friday telling me that a spot had opened up at South by Southwest and was I still interested in speaking, which means the email that I had received prior to that which said, you know, we received about 5,000 proposals, we're only accepting 15, and we're sorry we weren't able to accept yours. It's no longer the case. I am, in fact, speaking at South by Southwest. I feel the need to continue repeating this because it still has not fully (laughs) sunk in with me. Um, Yeah, I'm still amazed. I just signed some legal document today as a speaker agreement. You know, because I, I got the 15-minute solo presentation slot that I had been applying for. You know, this isn't like I got, you know, stuck into some other panel or something like that. Like, I got the thing that I wanted. Um, so, yeah, it's still it's still making my, my brain a little mushy. Um, yeah. And it's happening the month after the other conference that I got accepted to, which, you know... I'll feel a little bit more practice for her, so I'm really thankful about the timing of it. But just, oh my god, the fact that this is happening is still, it's fucking amazing! So thank you again, everybody that, you know, stepped up and voted and engaged with the proposal and commented and, and just, you know, put positive vibes out there for me. I really appreciate the support. <sighs> anyway, so moving on to the reality of this week besides that. So that that was on Friday, you know, which means there were plenty of days prior to that where I was like, you know, raging all day, all night, um, in the literal, you know, like raging feelings sense and not in the like, I'm partying and doing drugs and whatever all night. That was old Brienne. Anyway, new Brienne is just managing her feelings or attempting to. So yeah, rage, 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 rage. Um, it's not directed at anybody that I've, has anything to do with the podcast. No, nobody romantic. It's not because, you know, I haven't heard from somebody or somebody rejected me or anything like that. It's like people, there's a a worker in my building I'm raging at. And well, actually I've kind of gotten over that one. Um, and there's a, a guy that I interact with, not by choice, but who is like somebody that attends, uh, the recovery program that I'm in. That's just fucking driving me bonkers. Uh, but, um, but I mean, it's all bigger than that. You know, I mentioned last week, I'm at this portion of my recovery program where we do this inventory. So, you know, I'm in this part where I'm reviewing all of my resentments and it's, you know, just a lot of 
simmering bad stuff that I'm sitting in until I get to the completion portion of this part, which is going to happen on the 20th of this month. So hopefully I'll feel much better after that. It's also happening on the day of the next orgy. So, and it was funny, I was joking about the timing of this and, you know, that'll be able to get to the orgy and essentially like fuck away all my bad feelings. So (laughs) that's my plan at least. Uh, Some other things of note, which have kind of been you know, the, the rage and stress are two of the biggest things that I've been experiencing this past week and also other weeks. And I've mentioned that. Um, but another thing I don't know that I've explicitly mentioned on the podcast is like, I'm somebody, oh, I mean, I have insecurity like anybody and everybody. Uh, some of my specific insecurities have to do with my skin. I've battled acne since I was a preteen and even at 40 years old, I still deal with it and it's awful, right? So it gets even worse when I'm stressed, when I'm angry, and also when my period is about to arrive. So it hasn't happened, but you know, doesn't stop it from wreaking havoc with my body. So that that perfect storm, that trifecta of of adjutants is uh <sighs> anyway. So I feel incredibly insecure about that. Also, I stress eat and I haven't felt great about my weight for a little bit. And especially being a woman with a shaved head, like I have no hair to hide behind when my skin is freaking out and I'm feeling fat and I feel like it's showing up in my face and I just feel like hideous monster, a troll. I feel like a troll. Um, And I'm saying this because, I mean, it's not anything new, but there's a lot that I... I have struggled with in the past few months about the feelings around my shaved head. You know, I enjoy the simplicity of the cut and the low maintenance aspect of it and that it feels as if it's representative of me. Um, I always felt very mediocre, I think, before I shaved my head in the sense of like, I don't know, just ordinary and forgettable and, you know, like boring brown hair like anybody else, you know, and I, I had a lot of people that really misread me, you know, and I had even some people that would use words like, you're so normal, like, really, really, (laughs) do you really even know me? It just felt so counter to who I was on the inside. And when I shaved my head, it was like, this This is the person that I felt like on the inside that is now represented by the outside. Like, the two things match now. And I even had people that I've known for years tell me, you know, and this would be also like looking at old pictures. Like, you look like you now. It looks now when I look at pictures of you with hair, it's like watching somebody play dress up. Like, it just didn't match. And then, you know, that resonates with me because it's it really you know, mirrored how I I felt about it. But it's not that easy. You know, I mean, I've had a lot of people ask me, well, why did I do it? Was it, you know, this like, anti society thing and part of putting my job and this like, you know, just needed to make a big change or whatever. And I mean, sure, that played into it a little bit. But I think most of it was just this real desire to be like, fuck you to, you know, men who harass me on the street and just like this whole fucking gendered idea of, of beauty and attractiveness and, um, like sexual whatever, like it's so much of it is tied to our outward appearance. And especially as a female, it's like, it's just, 
you can't get away from it. And it was something, you know, while I had hair, I, I've had really long hair in the past, and before I shaved my head, my hair was getting progressively shorter and shorter and shorter, and every time I would get it cut, and it was at the very shortest that it had ever been at that point, it would be, you know, this new experience of feeling kind of androgynous, you know, or at least on the way to something androgynous, and I really enjoyed that, and... Yeah, so I think a lot of it it was this motivation of kind of using my appearance as a response without me having to, you know, to actively say anything that like my my appearance would just say it like fuck you. I'm not I'm not participating in this this thing. So that's, you know, that's part of the backstory of the hair. And I'm bringing this up because in the middle of this past week, um Plans were made to go and attend this very fancy schmancy dinner dance event on Saturday. And I attended it with a male friend of mine. You know, we went as a date, but it was kind of like going to the prom with your cousin or whatever. There was no, you know, implication of, of anything happening or whatever. Like we were just going to be there as partners for each other. And I had never been to this event before. It's something that happens on a yearly basis. And boy, did I feel like the fucking ugly girl at the prom? You know, everyone dolled up as much fucking cleavages can be had, the makeup and the curled hair and like everything perfect. And I just felt so out of place and so, so awful. I mean, you know, I already mentioned I was like feeling shitty about my face and my body and everything. And, you know, I had planned to wear this really cute sequin dress that I bought for $10 at Alice Underground years ago. That's like this kind of 80s Robert Plant music video dress, but it's like a got a halter and it's black sequins and it's stretchy. And that's important because I've had it for nearly 20 years and it somehow always fits no matter what size I am, how big or small, which is great. But the problem with this dress is that the way the top is shaped, I can't wear a regular bra with it. And even wearing a strapless bra is like, it's awful if you have big breasts, which I do. And so strapless bra is something I never wear with it. I've been doing this like, there are bra cups where you can tape them onto your breasts. They're essentially, they are taped. They're not even made out of fabric. They're this paper tape that you stick on your boobs and like, I don't know how they work, but they do. Anyway, I had bought a whole pack of them a few years ago the last time I wore the dress. So in my head, I never bothered to check. You know, all this was happening very last minute. You know, get the tickets on Wednesday. The event is on Saturday. I know the dress fit. I did try on the dress to make sure that it still fit. And I'm just like, yeah, and I'll wear those like paper tape thingies and I'm going to be fine. Cut to the day of, you know, and Friday night. Yes, I had this great news from South by Southwest, but Friday night is also when I had this this incident with the person in my recovery program, we were, I was getting berated and yelled at and bullied for like almost an hour. And it was anyway, so I went home and I was really struggling to fall asleep and I just kept replaying it. And the next day I was so stressed, blah, 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 blah. So yes, I didn't double check that I had two of these paper things. So I, here I am going to get dressed, you know, my alarm set so that I, I'm getting ready on time to meet my my male friend at the time that we said and be there at like the whatever in time for everything. And I only have one. <laughs> I had six the last time that I checked. And now I only have one. 
tearing the house apart, trying to find them, can't find them. Okay, well, maybe I'll make the strapless bra work. That doesn't work. Yeah, so then that that awesome dress is out. And this is a fancy thing. So, like, it's appropriate to wear the black sequins, you know? Like, my partner is going to be wearing a fucking tux, so it's not just, like, I can come in and wear, like, oh, a nice top and some cute pants or something. I try every dress on that's fancy enough for this event, and even ones that aren't fancy enough, and nothing fits. Nothing fits. So I'm freaking out about that. I wind up wearing this jumpsuit, which is like this arty, kind of hippie, hand-dyed, Belkazan jumpsuit that I bought because of Instagram, which I do love, but it's not something you'd be like, oh, that's so sexy. Like, it's for women. It's not something a woman wears for the male gaze, is what I'm trying to say. But I'm like, okay, I'll make it fancy with jewelry and with these really fancy lace Jimmy Choo heels that I have. But bringing flats with me because I want to dance and there's dancing is a big part of this event. I'm not going to be dancing in fucking four inch heels. So anyway, so this is all to say, I don't feel appropriately dressed. I feel like I've confirmed my fatness now because I do not fit in any of my appropriate clothes. I'm running late because of this whole wardrobe shitstorm. I've got the two biggest fucking pimples of my life on my chin. Um, and I had been picking at my face because I was so stressed. Plus I'm trying to heal the pimples. So I was like putting tea tree oil directly on my face. So then my face is all dry and patchy and whatever, like, like everything that could have been wrong was wrong. But I put myself together the best I can and I get there. And like I said, that feeling of being ugly girl at the prom was just like, oh. and even worse to see people that I've had, I have had currently have like occasionally will again. Like anyway, there were people that I had slept with before there that, you know, we have a kind of friends with benefit situation and to see them like fawning all over every other girl that's, you know, all fucking dolled up. And he has fawning over me too, but like then to, it just, it just felt like, it just, it was awful is what I'm saying. It was awful. I felt really resentful of myself of like, you know, well, you're the one who put yourself in a position of being the shaved head chick at this fucking event. Like, what did you expect? You want to make yourself an outsider? Well, now here you are the outsider. And it just made me so envious of hair, of women with hair, you know, and I've been thinking about growing it out occasionally, you know, and there's all this fear of the growing out time and how it's just going to get puffy and weird. And the phase is going to be really, really problematic for a couple months. So then there's this idea of, okay, well, I could get some fun wigs, right? But really, what's at the base of all of this is that I'm... I'm feeling so angry because I'm not participating in the very thing, which is the reason why I shaved my head to not participate in, you know, this whole idea of like being validated by outside influences as attractive, right? That I need to play this game in order to get that validation because I'm so insecure that I'm not giving it to myself which is not the fault of anything outside of me. It's purely an inside thing. And I recognize that. But it was just, man, brought up so many feelings of uh, just everything relating to self-image and vanity and just like feeling very stuck, you know? Like shaving your head is not something you can just decide to undo. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Like I could just go out and buy a wig today. I could do that, but I don't want to. And then like the recognition of all these feelings just informs a further cycle of like, what the fuck is wrong with you that you feel you need to do any of these things? You don't need to do any of this shit. But anyway, funny thing. It turns out that my male partner couldn't fit into his tuck. So he, he, <laughs> he was having body issues of his own and wound up just wearing a suit. So we actually were better paired than anticipated. But also because we both had these, these weight issues and didn't fit into other clothes, we've made a fat pact with each other. And I'm using the word fat loosely here. And I, I know like everyone's, it's a very subjective term and I'm, I would never say it to somebody else, but of course, like we treat ourselves pretty poorly, right? So I'm saying it to myself. I'm not using it as like, I don't know. I don't think it's a great word to use is what my point is. Like my weight is just not what I would like it to be. And mostly because, you know, it's frustrating to me not being able to fit in the clothes that I want to fit into because they're clothes that I have and that I love. But also it just, it's something that's uncomfortable for me when I know it's not like I feel out of shape, you know, I feel out of shape beyond just how I look. I feel out of shape because, you know, I haven't been actively working out. I haven't been putting a lot of effort into that part of me and it shows and I feel it and very aware of it. So it's more of a reaction to that. Um, so anyway, so we have a, our fad pact. I'll just continue to use that, you know, joking term. And so our plan is we're going to lose 10 pounds by uh, Thanksgiving. And also we have plans to go to another fancy, uh, New Year's thing, which isn't quite as fancy, but like basically some people come in sequins and other people come in jeans and it all kind of works. But anyway, we're going to wear our fancy clothes that didn't fit at the New Year's thing. That's our agreement with each other. We're going to do that. We're going to look amazing and we're going to be super proud of ourselves and confident and secure and not because of other people, but because, you know, we did this thing for ourselves. So that's out there. And I know this has nothing to do with getting off our sex, but it kind of does. Cause like I could have slept with number 54 on Saturday, you know, even after seeing him be his fucking dog self hitting on every single thing that walks, which is how he is. And I know that. And also big part of the reason why I've never had any interest in having a relationship with him. But it was also like, I didn't want to sleep with anybody. I felt so uncomfortable that the idea of taking somebody home and having sex and then being in a position where they're going to see me without makeup was just like, oh my God, please, I'd rather die. I mean, not literally, but you know what I'm saying. So it kind of ties into that. And it also is to say that with all of the rage feelings and the complicated vanity shit and the stress and the whatever. I didn't get off a whole lot this week, which is to say I didn't get off at all until last night. And really only because I was like, do I really, you know, want to go a whole week without doing this? Maybe it will make me feel better. Yes, I don't feel so motivated to do it. But you know, so part of it is also knowing that I'm recording this episode on Monday, and maybe I should blah, 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 whatever. I did masturbate last night. It was no great to do. It took me a long time and I really was about to give up. And I was thinking, man, if, you know, I haven't recorded myself masturbate in a while, but it would have been kind of a funny one to just hear the struggle, like the whir and moan and groan of the motors and my vibrators and like me being like, oh, oh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it took a lot, but it did finally happen. And, um, Yeah. And then I went to bed.
And now here we are. Anyway, again, I'm just going to remind myself so that, you know, I can leave this on a positive note. I'm speaking at South by Southwest. Can you fucking believe it? (sighs) Okay, that's all for this week. Uh, This Thursday, as a reminder, is part two of the interview I did with Camille, uh, the trans woman who's also my friend that I spoke with in this past Thursday's part one interview. So that's coming. And until then, I wish you a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sex Communication. Did you dig it? Tell a friend. Subscribe. Leave a review on iTunes. Send an email. I really would love for you to do all of these things. And if you'd like to know more about this project, visit graphicpaint.com sexpodcast for additional episodes and background on how this all began. And if you'd like to be a part of this podcast, send an email to sex at graphicpaint.com. Every story and experience is valuable, so why not do an interview or submit your own filthy audio? Be a part of our revolution and help us spread the message of sexy self-acceptance.